Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, am I supposed to talk? I like this song. It's one of my favorite Nelly songs. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Midway point of the show. It's flying, even though it feels like we just got here. Uh, Jay and I routinely go back and forth about which night is the hardest night of the week. For me, it's usually Tuesday night during football season. And it makes sense. We call that the hump show because you have to get over the hump. Um, and because it's the middle show of the work week. I kind of feel like sometimes I'm in a, a zombie mode when I come in on Tuesday nights because the football weekend is real taxing. We work a 16-hour day from the time football kicks off on Sunday. And if you're on the West Coast, well, then it kicks off at 10 a.m. Uh, from the time that first window of games opens up through the second window and then Sunday night football. And obviously right now uh, it's... Also, baseball that's taking place at the same time, NHL, NBA, we're, well, I'm not really watching them yet. I, I'll get into them. We've seen a few things, but I uh, haven't watched them yet much. But so a 16-hour workday, and then you turn around on Monday, and you've got baseball again, and you've got football again. And so usually on Tuesdays, I'm a bit of a zombie. I don't have a whole lot of brain power uh, left to operate with. So Tuesday nights can be a little bit touch and go. But then there are stretches during the year where I feel like tonight, Wednesday night to Thursday is the toughest. I'm not sure why. It kind of comes in waves, I guess. Jay, what's the toughest night for you? Normally Monday nights. Monday nights? Yeah. Wow. So once you get through Monday nights, you're good to go the rest of the week? Normally, but like you're saying, I don't know why. I'm feeling a little more tired than normal on this on this Wednesday night for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's, there's no football on and it's kind of like... The power of suggestion. Maybe. Because I told you that it's hard sometimes for me and now it's that's it's that way for you. That might, that might have to be it, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Interesting. Well, coming up next segment, we're going to get to some of your responses for the craziest or funniest injuries that you remember in the world of sports. And, and the ones that we were talking about initially were the ones that were born of anger or emotion. And many of you reminded of, uh, us of those. Uh, but also some of you decided you would share your own dubious injuries and your own dubious moments, a la producer Jay, who uh, told us about how he thought it would be really cool when he was in middle school 
to tie his shoelaces together before he attempted to perform a trick on his skateboard, and it did not go well, and his friends laughed at him, and he's really never recovered from the scars. More emotional than actual physical scars, but did you have physical scars? I do, yes. You do still? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think. You and Penny all scarred up. You had hot spots? Did you have hot spots? (laughs) They were hot. (laughs) They were raspberries? Have you ever done that? Yeah, the raspberries, like the... No, no, I mean like raspberries when you oh. rip up, uh, you know, a part of your skin and it looks bright red and, and mottled like a raspberry. That's what happened. I never heard a phrase like that, but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, raspberry. Like, it's it's a pretty typical injury. If you Google it, raspberry injury. Anyway, that happened to me once, not because I thought I was anything wonderful, but because after growing up on roller skates and then trying to switch to roller blades I never quite figured out how to stop on roller blades and then I get all freaked out when I start going too fast and so yeah I suck at stopping so there was this one time I was going around a, a, a lake in Oklahoma City area and I came to a sharp turn well I I couldn't I was going too fast and I didn't know how to stop or slow down. And so I failed miserably at it. And instead of turning to the left, I went right into the trees. I tried to grab a pole. So there was one of those poles that prevents cars from driving onto mm-hmm. a bike path or a, a running path. And so I tried to grab the pole. I lost my balance. Then I couldn't stop. I went flying into a line of trees that were just beyond the pole. Oh, yeah. No, I literally went flying into some trees and then hit the ground and had a, a branch rip rip up my I was wearing shorts on a branch rip up a side of my thigh it was very attractive oh it hurts so bad and then I had to get up and try to get because I was nowhere near my car so I had to get up and try to skate back to my car if I could just learn I figured out that you know rollerblades are a lot like ice skates I feel like they're a little more stable and so I was comfortable going. I just couldn't stop. So in order to stop, I would just slow down, and then I would grab something like a kid on a roller or ice skating rink. But I never figured yeah. out how to stop after I after roller skating, ice skating, and rollerblading. It just was so foreign to me. Um. Yeah, you got to do like the drag method would work well on rollerblades. The drag method, meaning you lift up one foot and drag the toe. No. Yeah. Just like kind of like. You know, put it on its side and just kind of like drag your front wheel along. Oh, I got what you're saying. Well, no one ever taught me that. (laughs) Yeah, hindsight. Hindsight. I still have those roller blades and I would use them, but I'm afraid now because bring them where? Here, we'll skate around here. We'll skate around the office? Yeah. I mean, there is no one here. We might <laughs> it's as like well a roller derby ring. It's got it's a nice circle. <laughs> well, it's more elongated. It's more like an oval, if you will. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Do you think someone would tattle on us to the boss? No. Well, we could be like those kids who have wheelies on their shoes. <laughs> I, I love those. Right. Why does that not surprise me? We not surprise me at all. Me and my friends used to have a pair. They used to have like a soap plate on the bottom of them. You familiar? Mm-hmm. So, like, you could, like, go on to, like, railings or, like, benches and, like, grind it. And, like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. This before or after you attempted to tie your shoelaces together to do a Shortly trick. after. Shortly, Shortly after. after. So, very distinguished time in producer Jay's athletic career. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Did you know that the NFL had its fall meetings in New York City on Wednesday? Yeah, all kinds of owners and 
well, not general managers, they're big right now, but the big news, and actually Roger Goodell made some comments, the big news that came out of that meeting is that his contract has been extended. Did you hear that? No kicking Commissioner Goodell to the curb anytime soon because he has, in fact, renewed his deal and will remain as commissioner of the NFL for another three years at least. So his contract's been extended for three years at least. How does that make you feel, football fans? I'd like to thank Roger uh, Goodell. (laughs) I wonder if the Denver Broncos owners have yet figured out that his name is Goodell and not Goodell. (laughs) Who do you think was the first to tell him? Do you think it was, uh, I don't know, a text message? From Roger himself. From Ro- hey, you better learn how Don't to. do that again. You, be- you better learn how to pronounce my last name. Yeah, the NFL and Roger Goodell agree to a contract extension through 2027. And it was confirmed by Jerry Jones and other owners. We voted for it. And so Roger did speak. He made some comments on Wednesday, that I don't know, sometimes he's kind of boring, but if there's something that's not boring, maybe we will share it with you. Do you know that Goodell has been on the job almost 20 years, not quite, but almost 20 years. He has made these owners a ton of money. And if you don't understand how the structure works, Roger is the CEO, essentially. Of this oligarchy of owners, he's the CEO. He's the mouthpiece. He does their bidding. So don't ever think that Goodell operates autonomously. He can make decisions, but he's also reporting to the owners. His job is to protect them. His job is to run interference for them. His job is to walk out and implement and facilitate the decisions that they make behind the scenes. They are his bosses. The NFL is the owners. And he is the CEO, essentially, of the NFL. And so he's been in position since 2006, and this next contract extension will take him through the 20-year mark. And there is, of course, I guess there's a stipulation for him to extend even after that. And so we'll hear from Roger Goodell a little bit later on because you know you want to admit it. (laughs) I think it's funny when people point to him as a terrible commissioner or a commissioner that's not going to last or blah, blah, blah. No, his job's not in jeopardy because the NFL has grown financially in ways that weren't even fathomable when he took over. Don't tell me. I'll remember here in a second. But the last two franchises to to go up for sale and to be purchased, the Commanders being the most recent, but the Denver Broncos before that, they have set records for sale price. And I thought there might be a bit of an uptick from the Broncos to the Commanders. But it wasn't a small increase. It was astronomical. The Broncos went through for $4.65 billion, which, again, at the time was a record. The Commanders sold for 
billion dollars. Easily, easily setting a new record. And the next team to be sold, the next team to be sold after that. I mean, these are two of the NFL's higher profile and more successful franchises. I know that you wouldn't look at the Broncos now and say they're successful. That's true. But they are, in their history, successful. Going back to the days of John Elway and the number of Super Bowls they went to before they ever won one, and and then back-to-back. John Elway lures in Peyton Manning. They end up going to multiple Super Bowls and winning Super Bowl 50. I mean, considering how many franchises there are out there that have never won or haven't won in a long time, $4.65 billion, and they sold to members of the Walmart family. That's telling you how lucrative. (laughs) What was that word? Lucrative. I just made up a word. It happens. It happens on after hours. I own it. Lucrative. I sometimes add syllables. I sometimes subtract syllables. I sometimes make up new syllables. I transpose syllables. Oh, yes. All of that is in play. Lucrative, she said. And think about the commanders, though, and their heritage and their legacy and everything they've been through, everything they were going through under their previous owners, and yet still $6 billion. As down as they've been for years now, $6 billion. All that to say, back to Roger Goodell, his job's not in jeopardy because he set a goal of annual revenue for the NFL of $25 billion. But, 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 billion dollars. And with the Amazon money and the new TV money and broadcasting rights fees, they're getting damn close. In 2022, the NFL teams generated $18.6 billion. Again, his stated goal is $25 billion a year in revenue. And they are encroaching on that number. They love Roger Goodell. Not only does he take all of the the flack and the criticism, and he handles it without any hairs being ruffled. He really doesn't. Actually, I, th- I think he likes it. He doesn't care. He's paid handsomely to deflect criticism and to run interference for the owners. And he does. But he- Come on, Billy. Come on. <laughs> he also spearheaded the successful removal of the commando's owner, previous owner. And he was persona non grata, as you can imagine, even after the NFL penalized him and tried to save Dan Snyder's franchise, if you will. He was refused to play nicely with anyone else. And so for that reason, the owners turned on him. They wanted him out. And it went relatively smoothly. Think about the new owners that the NFL brought in. Successful owners. Big-time famous owners. And speaking of that, did you hear what Patrick Mahomes has indicated? Oh, yeah, he wants a piece of that pie when he is done playing, for obvious reasons. Eventually, uh, when I'm done playing. uh, I think Tom's trying to do it right now. um, But uh, that's definitely where you want to get to because I love this sport and want to give back in any way possible. When I'm done playing, obviously, I'll be a... I'll be a Chiefs fan, uh, but at the same time, I want to have that competitive uh, edge like I've always had my entire life. Oh, yeah, it's lucrative, all right. And and actually, Tom Brady's ownership status is being held up. I don't remember the reason why, but it has not been approved yet. 
But of course, to have former MVPs as owners, that'd be a big deal. And now that the quarterbacks make so much damn money, they save some of that. At some point, they might be able to purchase a, a franchise. Although by the time Mahomes retires, these franchises might, be, first of all, you have to wait for one to become available. Second of all, they might be going for $15 billion by then. OMG. You better start saving your pennies, man. So Brady's uh, ownership is getting held up because of the discount, apparently, he was given. They're looking oh, into it. Oh, from Mark it. Davis? Yeah. Okay. So they're Got saying it. he paid too little. And Got it. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't, he didn't pay enough of a stake. Right. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think Patrick Mahomes and his wife should have any more kids. They're expensive. He better be saving all his money. <laughs> Okay, I didn't get to Devontae Adams. I promise that I will. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, Roger Goodell. We'll hear from him coming up. He is firmly entrenched as the fearless leader of the National Football League. And honestly, when you see the ratings growth, when everything else on TV is hemorrhaging viewers, yet another reason why he's among the most successful commissioners in the history of sports. And it's okay if you hate him. It's absolutely okay. But the NFL is as healthy as it's ever been. And for that reason, Roger Goodell's job status, it might be the most secure in the NFL. <laughs> right? We talk about how in pro sports, there's no such thing as job security. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and instable. And that applies to coaches. It applies to general managers, right? It's a volatile business, but not for Roger Goodell. I think I'm good. (laughs) Even when he testifies on Capitol Hill. It's after hours with a... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. First and 10 from the Bills, 16. Two tight ends. Snap. Play action to Jacobs. Fires Adams at the 15. Has the 10 with the block at the 5. Stiff arm at the 2. Touchdown, Devontae Adams! This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's not something we've heard a lot this year on Raiders Radio. He's an all-pro. He's one of the best receivers in the league, hands down. He's a quality teammate. He's a really cool guy. Not sure if you saw the recent secret celebrity home renovation uh, that, that aired on CBS that featured Devontae Adams going back to his hometown and essentially working with the team to gut his grandparents' place. I like I like everything about Devontae Adams. And I was so thrilled for him to go back to the Raiders or to go to the Raiders. He'd always wanted to play for the Raiders, uh, having grown up where he did in the Bay Area. And... He played with Derek Carr for a year, and they'd always talked about that going back to their college days when they were roommates and teammates. But then Josh McDaniels didn't want Derek Carr, so Carr gets the shown the door, and Devontae's under contract, and so he stays there, and now he's with his third quarterback in three years, and actually I guess you could say four, five, because Garoppolo's been on and off the field a couple times, and so he's... Played with Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. Derek Carr, going back to his days in Green Bay, of course, where he had very productive relationship with Aaron Rodgers. But it's not so productive anymore. Two catches in the win over the Patriots. Remember, there are so many former Patriots on the roster, including Josh McDaniels, that it felt like it was just Patriots West or it felt like a, an alumni game, if you will. But Devontae, not an alum. And he hasn't had a touchdown since week three. Now, that was a huge game for him. You may remember. Steelers fans, I know you remember. Gosh, he had 12, 13 catches, nearly 175 yards, a couple of scores. But that's the last time that he caught a touchdown. And he's frustrated. And he's not the type of guy who makes a lot of waves. That's not who Devontae is. He prefers to let his play do the talking for him, but he's unhappy with his role. Now, he's not bitching. He's not whining. He's not complaining. He's just stating what he believes are the facts. I'm a human being, and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So, it's to me, it's not just about, you know, I'm sure people thinking like, you know, well, they won the game. They won the Packers game. You know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You, you know, y'all should know who I am know what I'm about at this point. My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. Well, here's the thing. The Raiders are winning, or they have been winning, and it may not be pretty, not aesthetically pleasing. But right now, they're sitting at 3-3, three and three and they've got back-to-back wins. 
they're at least within striking distance of the Chiefs. And I would say it's a bit of a surprise that they've come out the way they have. And again, we talked about Josh McDaniels indicating that Jimmy Garoppolo's back injury is not nearly as bad as it could have been. He dodged a bullet is what Josh said earlier in the week. So if he gets back on the field, well, that's good for Devontae. Except it's been a whole lot of turnover and a whole lot of change. And I don't know, is Josh McDaniels just not comfortable with him? He's clearly frustrated. I don't love what he had to say about it's not wins and losses that matter to him. Of course, it stands to reason if Devontae Adams is playing at the highest level, if he's your top target, if he's if he's great, and that's what he says, greatness is his goal. If he's great, well, then you would think that the offense would be humming along or at least be more productive. If it don't look like it's supposed to look, then I mean I'm I'm gonna be frustrated if I'm not a part of that that plan because, as you know, I have I have the opportunity to go and make to to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm gonna be frustrated. If Jacoby goes out and have a a monster game, or if the offense is scoring every five plays like the you know our first drive on the Bills, then it is what it is. I don't you know I don't, it's not about me, but you know I'm one of the bigger pieces you know as to why this offense is gonna go and if I'm not getting it then that's obviously not um, according to plan so he's not just talking about him he's also talking about the offense but he believes and you'd have to be paying zero attention over the last what 12 years or 10 years to not believe that Devontae Adams is a better option than pretty much every other receiver in the NFL it's not about me but I'm one of the bigger pieces as to why this offense is going to go. And if I'm not getting it, then that's obviously not according to plan. And Josh McDaniels didn't dispute that. I mean, he agreed that Devontae Adams is one of the best in the NFL. And so for that reason, he can understand why Devontae believes he should have the ball every time or have the ball more often. But it's odd because you don't generally hear Devontae speak out like this. He sounded professional to me, certainly frustrated, but not give me the damn ball frustrated, not give me the ball to the detriment of everyone else, not walk off the field after taking your jersey off on the sidelines and waving it around, not pitching a fit, didn't do it in the middle of a game. But I'm not sure how you could dispute the fact that the offense is better with Devontae more involved. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Again, it was Derek Carr last year for the most part. Aaron Rodgers the year before that. But now it's been Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer. Now, I also know that you could bring into play that he's going to get double teams. He's going to see more attention from the defense. And that's true. But he's certainly a guy who can fight through, who's got the experience. Yeah, it helps that you've got a receiver on the other side who can also haul in catches. That sometimes tends to mitigate the number of double teams you see. 
but there's no disputing that Devontae is a playmaker and one of the best in the league and right now is being underutilized. That's also not up for debate. Last two games, nine total targets, but both of them wins. It's just that the offense has not looked good. So what type of conversation is McDaniels having with his somewhat disgruntled star wideout? I always have open communication with all those guys. Um, And honestly, like, you know, great players wouldn't be great if they didn't want to try to help the team win in every way that they can, you know. And we have a, you know, we have a handful of guys that have earned that, you know, that opportunity, you know. And we're just talking about Max and talk about, you know, Devontae. And I've been around a handful of other ones um, where, look, the game is different for them, you know, because they've, you know, achieved a certain, um, you know, uh, status and, and they want to contribute every single time that they're out there as much as they can. So um, that's part of them being them. You know, I would never tell them to squash that, you know. Um, he's been a great leader, a great influence. We know how this goes. Um, there's stretches, and we've seen this already in the league, you know, I don't know, a half a dozen or more times this year where, you know, a certain player doesn't necessarily get a certain number of targets one week or the other for a number of reasons, you know. there's The, the other team gets a little bit of a vote or something else happens that, that affects that, but um, to me, you know, that approach, I wouldn't want him to change or any other player like that. I wouldn't want Max to change. You know, he's getting double teamed on every pass rush, you know. We try to move him to help him, you know, be more impactful, you know. So um, I've said that before. Like, our job is to, to make sure our best players have an opportunity to impact the game. Uh, so Josh McDaniels, waxing poetic, referring to Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, to be sure. Yes, they won. But there's so much room for improvement, and a lot depends on what happens at quarterback. We'll have the AFC version of QB News coming up next hour. We've got an update on Anthony Richardson as well as Deshaun Watson, both those quarterbacks dealing with injuries right now. So you hear from Devontae. We're going to mix in some Roger Goodell, but did you also hear the latest with James Harden? Stop me if you've heard this before. It's like a joke. Man walks into a bar. Have you heard the latest James Harden joke? Oh, the no. guy is a, a Hall of Famer. It's like, have you heard the latest blonde joke? Have you heard the latest James Harden joke? Apparently his teammates and his coach did not hear about it ahead of time. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page too. Glad to have you with us. If you're waking up on your Thursday, oh, good morning. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. got traded here my, my whole thing was I wanted to retire a sixer you know what I mean like I wanted to be here and retire a sixer and the front office didn't have that in their in their future plans you know what I mean so like it's literally out of my control um, it's something that I, I didn't I didn't want to happen and it's just being in this position but you know I, I got to make a, a decision for you know my family I understand this is a business you know what I mean so it's just as simple as that this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Apparently when James Harden says he has to make a decision, that also includes not showing up for work. On a day when he did report for preseason training camp, that goes back to last week, he was still relatively disgruntled. He was there, but he was disgruntled. And not a whole lot has changed. He was throwing his weight around, protesting, if you will, by not showing up for practice on Wednesday. And not only did his head coach not have any reason for it, it seems that his head coach was completely caught off guard. I stay with, um, you know, if he's here, we go, and if he's not here, we go, right? We got work to do, and uh, again, it was a good, long, you know, kind of a grinder day. You know, there's there's a few days before we play again. It's one of those kind of mid-week practices, right? And um, good good effort by the guys, good, good focus, good spirit, you know? So just, it's my answer, man. He's here, we go. He's not here, we go. If he's here, we play. If he's not here, we play. We don't really have a choice. I would say that's either above my pay grade or not my department. But it reminds me a lot of the situation with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Those two will forever be tied. He routinely disappeared and left his head coach, Steve Nash, just clueless. And now here's Nick Nurse. Completely clueless. Didn't know that James Harden would not be there to practice on Wednesday. From the last, uh, you know, discussions that I've had with him and from everybody, yeah, it was a little bit. A little bit shocking. A little bit surprising. Caught me off guard just a little bit. We know Harden's frustrated. So is this him striking, walking out, labor dispute, all of that? I guess he was with the team in New York on Sunday. And there was a meeting, a team meeting in New York. So he was there. And then according to Ramona Shelburne, the great NBA reporter for ESPN, former colleague of mine, she's awesome. 
He's been in Houston the past few days. All right. Trying to negotiate his own trade, maybe? According to the Sixers, they're not going to jump to conclusions, but they are going to wait for him to explain himself to determine whether or not, I don't know, there's discipline or a fine or you can't just not show up. We remember, though, the last time that Harden was disgruntled, at least I do, speaking of Houston, he wanted out of Texas. He wanted off the Rockets. Remember, they had traded for John Wall and a couple of other veterans, but they really were starting over. They were entering a rebuild. And why were they entering a rebuild? Well, let's let's revisit. Because Daryl Morey caved and gave James Harden what he wanted there in Houston. He wanted to play again. Remember, he and Russell Westbrook had played together in Oklahoma City. And there really wasn't enough ball for both of them. And so Harden ends up going to Houston. And he was an MVP there. He had some incredible seasons, but they just never could bust through. Really never get past the Warriors. They had multiple opportunities. He wanted Westbrook to play there. Then he didn't. Then he wanted Chris Paul. That didn't work out. The two of them clashed. So then he decided he wanted to leave. And you remember, they had a new coach. They had a bunch of new players. Didn't Westbrook go to Washington in the John Wall deal? Was it the same deal? And so Westbrook was gone. Chris Paul, he was gone. And then James Harden didn't want to be part of what they were doing. He felt like Daryl Morey hadn't put enough pieces around him. Oh, please make me roll my eyes. So he wanted out. And instead of going about it in a professional manner, he showed up late to training camp. He showed up overweight and out of shape. And they would routinely violate protocols. At the time, there were protocols still instituted. He would go to strip clubs. He would go out places that he wasn't supposed to be without, at the time, his mask, if you remember. He didn't care. And then he just wouldn't play. And finally, the Rockets caved because he was being a jerk. And he was disruptive. And it was counterproductive to what they were trying to do as a team. I mean, even other players inside the league who generally won't criticize a whole lot, even other players were saying that he he was he crossed the line. That he was resorting to dirty tactics. Now he only has made one media appearance, if you will. He's only spoken to the media one time. Since he got to training camp, long enough, as you heard him when the segment started, long enough to indicate that he's still not happy, that he wasn't given what he was promised. And this goes along with him calling Maury a liar earlier in the offseason. He did, though, use the word we every now and then, referring to his team about we have a plan in place for me to get ready. And so he was at practice on Sunday. This is the Harden tracker. 
<laughs> like, and I won't compare it to an ankle ankle monitor because that's not fair. But you know how sometimes and it, we get so carried away. And I've never done this, but I we certainly know that this has happened before. Where private planes of particular athletes get tracked or particular team owners because people are trying to figure out free agency and who's interviewing where and with whom. And so that you can track flights. It's a flight tracker. Well, now we've got a hardened tracker. According to the hardened tracker, he was at practice Monday. I'm sorry, Sunday, Sunday. He wasn't with the team on Monday. He did not play the game against the Brooklyn Nets on Monday. But there was a meeting of some sort that he attended over the weekend. Yes. The Sixers were off Tuesday. And so Wednesday was the most recent opportunity for his teammates to see him. But he was not there. Where in the world is Carmen James Harden? <laughs> So it's it's pretty rough audio, so I won't play it. But Joel Embiid was here. He's they asked him where he was hard one. His response was maybe he had something to do. They have no idea where he is. No, no I'm clue. telling you, this is just like Kyrie Irving. Remember one time he took off for a week and didn't tell anyone. He went to a birthday party of some sort. Where in the world is Carmen Harden? Where in the world is James San Diego? <laughs> maybe he's in San Diego. <laughs> no, he's in Houston. I don't know, but I but I don't know that he wanted to go to the Clippers. He wanted a new max contract extension. Apparently, the the Sixers are nowhere near giving him what he wants. And I don't know how you could how you could criticize or say that they're not justified in their caution about giving him a, a valuable, rich contract. He's dealt with injuries. He's disgruntled. He called the GM a liar for heaven's sakes. I don't know if I got away with calling my, I wouldn't get away with it. If I went public and called my boss a liar, I'm not sure they'd be willing to give me a raise either. Call me crazy. So no James Harden. So will he play on Friday? I don't know. Does Nick Nurse have any answer for whether or not he'll play on Friday? I'm still going on what he said the last time we talked to him. He claimed that he was going to ramp up and get ready to play Friday. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Yay. We'll see how it goes. Someone wake me when it's over. It's long national nightmare is over. At least there's the Phillies. At least sports fans there have the Eagles and the Phillies. You're dead to me. That's what they're saying to James Harden. I don't think they want him. That's the thing. He becomes persona non grata in pretty much every market that he goes to. And if not the fans initially... He wears out his welcome with his team, too. Can you imagine how Joel Embiid feels? Oh, plus the great disappearing act in the final game of the playoffs, too. That always happens. You can count on it. It's like clockwork. I am not a James Harden fan. And this has nothing to do with him personally as a human. I know he's done some pretty incredible charitable endeavors. He's very altruistic. I mean, he... He has the power to use this platform for positive, and, and he has done that. And I've given him credit and, and called it out, or I guess held it up, highlighted it. But he also can be a major punk. Selfish, self-centered. I don't know why any team would want him now. Why take a risk? 
It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. So I said this last hour, producer Jay surprised me with some intel that I had not heard before. We call these nerd alerts. Jay, are you ready to share? I don't have any idea how you found this out, but at some point, Jay got wind of the fact that Tyson Bagent, wait, you remember him? We just talked about him earlier this hour. Oh, no, we talked about him an hour ago. He's the backup quarterback to Justin Fields. He went. He's undrafted. He went to a Division II school, but he's oozing confidence. And it might be because of what his dad does for a living. Yeah, so his father is actually like this world-renowned champion arm wrestler. And he calls himself the Beast. That's what he goes by. Bajan's father calls himself the Beast. Uh, apparently, he's won 17 oh world titles in arm wrestling. And uh, he owns a gym, a CrossFit gym now. And uh, Tyson, he's saying like his backup plan, if the NFL didn't work out, he was just going to go to the gym, get really strong, and see what happened. Be an arm wrestler? Maybe, yeah. Wow, following in his father's legacy footsteps. Huh. Yeah, so, yeah, known as the Beast, was a professional arm wrestler, as ripped as you can get, he's described as. As an arm wrestler. As an arm wrestler. He's as ripped as you can get. As ripped as you can get. Huh. Interesting. Well, maybe that's where Tyson got his commitment, dedication, fitness, and his confident attitude. Yeah, it said it was always growing up, it was always competition all around the house. If your dad is as ripped as he can get, you're not beating your dad. Probably not. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 